Welcome to the welcome to the evening tickler with uh, Stephen Julian and our special guest tonight, who will remain nameless for a little bit. Uh, it is oh goodness! It's time to stop your laboring and lactating. It's time to stop your reading and reflecting, and it's time to start dining and discussing. The table is beautifully set. We have the silver polished. The crystal is shining. Julian has taken a large soup spoon and put it on the end of his nose. I don't know why. I, why, Julian, are you... You know, the, that's, you're you know so the, problem was, the problem was, I think, the uh, what was that music? And where did that music come from? Uh, and who was that uh, hey, appalling person playing music? That was Bonnie Ray, right place, wrong time. Wow. And where did you dredge that? What, 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 what bowels of Satan's rectum did you dra- drag that out? You need to be nice. Um, <laughs> there are people that love Bonnie Ray. Wait. I think our mystery guest probably dances naked at night to Bonnie Ray. (laughs) Never happened. Get close to um, your soup spoon there. Mm. uh, So here we are. Oh, my goodness. It seems like it has happened. It seems like in spite of all evidence to the contrary, that final whip of winter has wimped out, and we have broken the back of winter we are here in in the buttercup of spring. What what, what do you think, mystery guest? Uh, it's a welcome sight. It's a welcome sight. It's, it's a long and winter. What about the smells? Uh, very earthy. Yeah. yeah, the earth smells are coming up. Yep. Are they, are they just earth smells? No, there's also a spreading of. Um, isn't it a time when it starts spreading stuff on the field as yep. well? Manure goes on the field for growing. That's earthy, I guess. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's earthy. Well, the other thing is that some of us that have problems with varmints have been shooting them recently and leaving them out for the turkey vultures because the great cycle of life requires these things, and it's part uh. of the spring ritual. <laughs> and the turkey vultures then on the smell of rotting flesh come in and, and give us great joy in watching them pick away at the dead carrion. That's happening on Burnett Farms right now, and it's uh, just part of what means spring is here. It's quite nice. Wait, are we done, though, or is are we? Uh, is this just... Just a false peak. Don't you? We're going to get one more. If, if <laughs> you know, I'm going to come over no, there whoa, and whoa, spank whoa, whoa. you. No, you that's cursed just superstition. It. You just cursed no, it. That's we were, we had Nobody's old man winter on the run, and now you've cursed Nobody's it. With, oh, cursed could it be it. a that's false rid- summit? That's ridiculous. Oh, <clears throat> that's ridiculous. And so, oh, we are. Oh, uh, yeah, all shots. Yeah, look at that. Look and, at that flushed uh, face over there. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have a very nice dinner to share with everybody, um, and uh, it, it, we, we're big people here. Uh, I would say that two of the, you. Two the, of you. I no, feel. Well, listen, the three. I of, feel cornered the in the us, office here. If we were hungry enough, question. Okay. Right. If if we were hungry enough, do you think the three of us could eat this uh, table? <laughs> eat the weak one. <laughs> There's no weak one. Stop one. looking over here. But uh, no, Kevin. <laughs> this is Kevin. Kevin, our mystery guest. He's a big guy, and uh, and there's no doubt about it that this is a guy with amazingly strong appetites. But 
Kevin, if we needed to, at, let's say this, the Book of World Records, the Guinness people come up and they say, if you eat this studio with the table and the silver and everything, take your time and so on, cut it into small pieces. But if you do it, we're going to put you in the book. Could we do it? Yeah. It'd probably kill you, but yes, you could probably no, accomplish no, it. No, wait. It doesn't have... If, what would be best to eat it with? Um, no, 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 Industrial wait. lubricant or maple syrup? No, wait. There's that guy who had the plane, yeah? What? You don't you haven't heard about the guy who had the plane? Ate a plane. A guy at a plane, and he ate, uh, um, it's like a Cessna. Well, that's easy when you eat it. it. When you eat it, it's he hard. He ground it up into like some kind of yes. thing, and he ate the entire plane. He ate the entire plane. It sounds like I'm making it up, I, but you're all going to call calling bullshot on you. No, there is no shot. There's no shot plane. of any kind of animal. Uh, it's not bullshot. It's not horse shot. Why would anybody it's not do even that? dog shot? I mean, you do that just for bragging rights, right? You it don't totally do that because exists. you're hungry. I've seen something similar to this. You saw that plane. at the Shire the other no, night? No, not at the Shire years ago, <laughs> but at one party back when we were just out of high school, a couple of my friends decided that they're going to have a six-pack cardboard box eating contest. Who could eat more cardboard 12-pack <laughs> boxes? This is pure Delco. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. like the plane, yeah, but is, it's not. This happens in Iowa, too. It was awesome until they got to the Coors Light foil box. They were virtually impossible to put down. Did they, they try to ingest it? They ate them. Oh, they ate the foil, yeah, the foil stuff. Yeah, man, imagine and then they that. Made out of that, and then it, it turned on to bugs, like giant lunar moths. Why would now it? You, you can't put a lunar moth in your mouth. The wing hangs out the side. <laughs> and yeah, wait, wait, wait. What? How did it jump from uh, from the from the? It was a contest. Who could eat the craziest thing? <clears throat> so they're sitting there. They're they're the eating box. the box, and then somebody looks up and they're like, "There's, There's a, a bug over there." So they start eating yeah. that. June bugs. Right. You just got to hope your children are not within earshot or hands. My friend Chris, I was talking about, you ate a June bug. You said, yeah, they're all legs. But what about that yellow pussy stuff and the yeah. body cavity of a June bug? That's I, he said it was delicious. Tasted like custard, right? I guess. Chicken. I guess you got to do a mind shift. <laughs> well, you do have to do a mind shift because if you think if you think about a shrimp, or you think like that's disgusting. It's like a cockroach of the bottom of the earth. Yeah. And yet we stuff them down. And yet it's we just stuff a mind, them down. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. if if we're going to be alive, it means that something else is going to die. Yes. And yeah. um, it might as well be a bug. Why would we want to eat each other? They say there's lots of protein in them. Well, they say that that's, that's going to be a solution to the whole eating problem, is that, like, uh, people don't eat bugs, and they yeah, should be eating bugs. bugs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I never prepare for anything, as you know, but I was reading about this guy that's done a study on cannibalism. Dr. Cole found that human thighs come in at a beefy 13,350 calories, while the calves are only about 4,490. I'm so pleased that I can read these numbers. Um, Generally, when you age and become wise like me, um, you forget how to read numbers. The upper arms are around 7,450 calories. For me, the shocker was the kidneys, you know, which um, British people bake into pies, and they think they're very good. Have you had kidney yeah, pies? Yeah, steak and kidney pie. Yeah. Well, it's only 380 calories together. So what does that mean? It's like low. It's, it's a, a good thing. It's a good I thing mean, to eat. You use more, oh, you're wasting your time? You yeah, use like, more why bother? <laughs> and they're full of pee-pee, yeah? What about the brains? Aren't they full of pee-pee? Uh, that's I'll a kind of grazing that. liquid. Is that, that's what I, I think that, that you use more calories vomiting the kidneys <laughs> out than you do eating. <laughs> kidneys taste like liver is what they taste like. They've got that same kind of weird mealy, like carpety texture. Liver and they, prepared right is good, though. 
I can't bear it. Really? I mean, I like it in like a, a like a pate or something. I like the flavor, but that weird texture of like it. Ta- you know oh. what it tastes like? It tastes like instant gagging. Mm. Oh, onions sautéed and soaked in milk. You need to you need to go days. you need to go and live in England. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's the kind of stuff they eat over there. Once upon a time, but no longer. Mm. England is now the height of culinary sophistication. It is exactly the same time as it's becoming as irrelevant as it ever should be, because of course it's pulled out of Europe. So England's not European anymore. It's just a pokey little island stuck on the end of Europe with smushy peas, right? That believes it's very, very, very important, but yeah. uh, empirically everybody realizes like we don't care. That's why they're all laughing. Oh, they're all pointing at England I and laughing. I can hear it 3,000 miles over the ocean. What, the laughter? Late at night, because we're on a mountain here. We are here in the mountains, in the Catskills, which is wonderful, because uh, for all of the reasons that this part of the world is special, on top of the mountain, we can hear the, the British people on the island giggling over the Atlantic. Late at night, we hear the soft in, in the British way. They're not Not giggling. the way Americans laugh, because we're ha-ha-ha. And they're kind of a tinkly... No, they're weeping. Trollop, trollop, trollop. No, they're weeping. It's the French and the Italians and everybody else who are laughing. Can you say that in, in British what? language? What? Trollop, trollop, trollop. <laughs> is that, what, is that <laughs> the sound they make when they're laughing? When you laugh. You mean like Anthony Trollop? Yeah. Or like a trollop. Well, just that affected laugh. No, I'm not going to do that for you. I'm not going to do that for you. Kevin, will you laugh for me in the British way? <laughs> I can't please, pretty please with a thigh on it. Uh, mm. Okay, lungs. This is disgusting. Lungs come in around 1,600 calories, which is you know, more than 10 times what uh, kidneys are. And then liver. Liver is twice lungs. Um, so all of, you know, we're having dinner, and we're going to have a cassoulet. Cassoulet is a French word, and it's made with uh, flageolet beans, which also make noise, be, they coming do, in and going they out. They do eventually, yeah. And then we're with duck legs from Burnett Farms. Did, you, com- did you comfy the duck? I, yes. And it's, it's tragic, killing the ducks, because they're, they're so trusting. And then the axe comes down, and it just breaks your heart. Kevin, you've done that, haven't you? Chickens. Yeah? yeah. Are you a killer? No. Come on. No, no he's a, a lover. I'm not a hunter. You're, you're a no. lover, not a fighter? Yeah, I'm not. Are you a lover? He is a lover. I'm, I'm neutral. Oh. Yeah. What's that? That's like you're on the fence between like loving and fighting. I like to things before I make a rash decision. Right, right, right. Do you make rash decisions? occasion. Are you known for that? <laughs> Give us a rash, rash decision. <laughs> He's decided to become friends with the Burnett. So that, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. That's, a mistake. That won't, that's not going to last. <laughs> it's lasted so for how many years now? 15, 20 15 years? 15 years now, yes. So there you go. Yep. In spite what's, of... What's your common ground? Apart from the we top live of on the, the hill. We're neighbors. We're neighbors. Right. Have you found common ground in other areas? Yeah. He's got a son that we adore. And a beautiful wife who um, sparkles. Her name's Michelle, which is my favorite name in the world, next to Christy. And the he other said, common ground is that... said that to Sally last week. <laughs> we both have about 8,000 rounds of ammunition under our uh, mattress, waiting uh, for the zombie apocalypse. Uh, we, we're not those people that think that civil unrest in New York City is going to bring the horde up here. All right, I got a question for both of you. How near... So... You hear a kind of banging sound. It's three o'clock in the morning. How close to? How far would you have to go from where you're sleeping to get the weapon that is going to get rid of the person who just climbed in the it, window? That's the wrong question. It's 
how long does it take for your arm to reach to something? Oh, it's that close? It, you, we put that in terms Yours is of that seconds. Close too? I'm just getting a nod. Half seconds. <laughs> really? Six inches. I'm a I'm an arm reach. That's six. Arm reach. I'm a twelve inch guy. Yeah. I, I think length is important. <laughs> yeah, well, six inches. So yeah, that's really like close. right there, huh? Well, in years past, I've had issues with you know uh, bears. No, not bears. I don't mind wildlife. That's not a threat. human bears. Not a threat to myself or my family. <laughs> Zombie bears. <laughs> Zombie bears. Yes, maybe. No, but no. Uh, what did you have? So what was it? What? Well, we had issues with. Uh, people in the neighborhood that had been dealing oxycodone and at two in the morning when somebody's pounding on your door looking for a fix. You had that happen? Yes. It's very frightening when you have a newborn child. Whoa. And, and at that point in your life, you don't know their mindset of where they're at to curve their fix. Yeah, yeah. they want to eat babies. They, they would sacrifice your life, your child's life, and your wife's life. So I got into a mindset, well, I need to be able to be the first line of defense for my family. Right. Here, here. And the Constitution protects that right. Right, right, right. So wait, that begs another question, though. Yes. Which is, how come they're knocking on your door about oxycodone? They're not knocking on mine. They knocked on my door first, but I sent them over to Canada. That's not Thank true. You. That's not true. They're not knocking on yours. They were so high, they, they went to the wrong house. They just went bumbling in in the yes. middle of... The, who were they looking for? They were looking for Steve. No, yes. there was a house down the road that yeah. hat was um, a Which place house? that sold that. It was down the road. Down uh, further Lee down Hall. Bramley Mountain, down the no. hill? No, Lee over Hall. towards uh, Lee and so. Oh, listen, we had... Okay, I'm circling we the prayer here. Who the, they <laughs> had helicopters showed up, the state police. They yes. did? How long ago is this? I lived, I lived on Townsend Road for about eight, years 18 ago. years. Where was I when the helicopter was You were up on the hill partying. Remember when the helicopter was flying over for uh, no. Travis Trim? Travis Trim. Travis Trim. You guys don't remember Travis Trim? What a lovely Travis name. Trim was the guy in Margaretville oh, who yes. shot the police officer, and then they shot each other, that was and, my, they, and then I they burned down. I shot, shot him. I went to high school with him. He's a DEP officer. Really? Yep. Well, he went off the rail, didn't he? Yep. But wait, not Travis Trim. Not Travis. No, the officer that shot Travis. Right, yep. right, right. Yep. But uh, the one that lived. No, yes. I thought that Travis right. shot himself in the bathtub. No, you're right. thinking of the guy on, on, Pink, uh, Street? You're on Pink, Pink Street, Street the yeah. Pink Street, yeah. Right, and on that, and that, and that lockdown, <laughs> that day of lockdown when we all got the notice, oh, yeah. I had one of my AR platforms strung over my shoulder, and I, my son thought that was cute, so he posted it on Facebook, and my friend posted, oh, cute, he's making dinner and protecting his family. Wait, what's an AR what? AR platform. What does that mean? Just armory rifle, just a I home defense rifle. So you had one of those on your shoulder, over my and he sh he took a photograph, and it was the same day that someone's running around with well, the no, same the, thing the whole shooting town people. Was in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> they had the whole county shut down. Yeah, they had no idea. The guy took off on a four wheeler, and literally by four wheeler, it was minutes from where this incident happened to my house. Right. By snowmobile trail or four wheeler trail. Yeah. You don't know whose house he's going to door he's going to kick in next. Right. So you were running around with your gun. I was running oh, around yeah. with a badminton racket. Well, that, that would work for <laughs> No, it wouldn't. Right no, it wouldn't. I was in my Speedo <laughs> jumping around in that, a badminton racket. That would scare people yeah, away. You know what? He ain't going to come nowhere near uh, if I'm in my Speedo. <laughs> yes. That's for sure. Okay. So <laughs> I think that it's appropriate right now to ask this question. And, and uh, I think both of you are qualified to answer it. What would be easier to defend against? Um, the zombie horde apocalypse or a civil unrest where four million crazy people from New York City come up trying to eat our potatoes. Why what, would they do that? Well, the question is, Necessity. what would be easier to f to fight and defend ourselves against? Zombie, Zombies or zombie crazy horde. people? Zombie horde. Because? 
because a zombie is thoughtless and has nothing but survival instincts on its mind. They just want to eat brains. They just want to eat brains. Probably high calories if you check your list there. Yeah. Well, they, don't, they shouldn't come to Delaware County then, should they? Rash- <laughs> it's going to be a very thin diet up here. <laughs> if you have a rational group of people, it would be very dangerous. Yeah. Well, well, and people who are really thinking, like, what are we going to get? Right. Yeah. How am I going to get it? Because they're smart, those city people. They're not, well, they're not armed, well, but they're smart. Not armed, but they're not. Hungry they're people, smart, are people are aggressive. Scariest so. people are desperate people. Yeah. Right. You're here. Right, right, right. I was once a desperate person. Why were you, and I was why very were you scary. desperate? Um, because I um, was searching for the answers of the meaning of life, and I wasn't coming up with any answers, and it made me desperate. And so I was looking for victims just to take my angst out on. Was this in a kind of, this is when you were in the city? This was when you were wealthy and... Uh, yeah, was it, kind no, of it, Amer- was, it was a wealthy existential crisis. Were you an American psychotype? Was it like a Brit- no, East and Ellis uh, kind of... No, I didn't, I didn't have, like, I wasn't as focused as American psycho. Right. I, was, I was more aesthetically oriented. But right. I understand what it's like when you have nothing else and you just start to go out because it's the greatest motivator in the world when you've got nothing to lose it's like Janis Joplin singing freedom's just another word for nothing less to lose and that sort of aggressive freedom is the thing that you don't want to have to fight against because that's like the terrorist unabomber kind of I'll just die because it's worthless person right so and if we had so four million of those people we, we'd have to run out into the woods now the next question is okay so the zombies is the person we want if you saw the civil unrest coming up and you realize this is not good and what would I, do? and I cannot stay in my house and you had to run out into the woods what were the what are the three things that you would take with you way to start a fire fire something to build a shelter axe and a way to purify water but, but what about your weapon well, your weapon is standard. You're carrying that all the time. No, 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 no. no you have to you get three it. things. So three. one's your weapon. Okay, weapon. And then <laughs> weapon, fire, fire, water purifier. Shelter, shelter we can do out of some, we, we can dig a hole. You can go in a cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't take your collection of Beatles' greatest hits? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that the sort of emotional aspect of survival is more important than right. water? What the hell are you going to play it on? <laughs> All right. Bridge? You use it as frisbee. You can trade it. You can trade it for bullets later. <laughs> but wait, so, but this isn't happening. Though. None of us are actually worried of, are we worried about civil disorder and, and yes. society breaking down? I am. You are? Okay, you need that closer because now I want to hear about this. Why are we worried about that? Because it happens over and over and over again. Where? Ferguson. Yeah, but it's contained, isn't it? No, no. Momentarily. They burned half a city. The Rodney King. They burned a whole part of a city. That was an exciting time when that Rodney King thing was going down. Why can't we all just be friends? So expand that nationwide for whatever reason. Why would it happen, though? Food, water, fuel. Diminishing resources. Resources. If if truckers stop tomorrow due to whatever, global catastrophe, EMP pulls from the sun, fries the whole electric grid in the whole United States, not a single car would operate on the road unless it's prior to 1978 because of there's no electronics right. on those motors. Right, right, right. Every, what they say? I hope Robert Bollinger is listening to this. billion cars on the highway in the United States, everyone would be dead, dead on the highway. Mm. How would you get resources to the store? When Katrina hit, a day and a half, the stores were empty of food. Sure. What do you, you, so you're just talking about that on a, on a, on a grander level? Global it could, scale. It and then what it is, and then it's every man for himself. Then it's survival of the fittest, yes. Right, I'd be gone in an instant, wouldn't I? 
That, no, you, is that why you were talking about human bodies? Because we're going to have to start eating each other? Well, what would you go for? It is a waste of Are resources. Are you a thigh man or a wing man? I would do butt jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want it fresh. I wouldn't want it fresh. Or maybe a carpaccio. No, would you do that to <laughs> Beatles' favorite hits? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need music to accompany me. <laughs> you, because the butt jerky is just strips. I think butt apparently, jerky would go down much better with a little well, bit apparently butt jerky is what Devo. they did on um, the Uruguay. You know when the rugby team went down in the uh, Andes? In the Andes, yeah. They started, uh, they were like, what are we going to do? And they, the bits they started eating apparently were, um, were ladies' bottoms. Yep. They were rump. Right. They were ladies' bottoms. They, they, they like cleared the snow just off the little hoop, and they were like, "What should we do? Should we eat it, or should we park our bike in it?" And they decided to eat it. <laughs> and, but didn't they? They would strip the meat, and then they'd roll it up in chocolate, so it was like a M M&M and M kind of. thing. No, they just strip it. I think they kind of cured it in the snow in little strips because they didn't really want to eat each other's bottoms. But they were like, yeah. "Well, we're gonna die." So they tried. They kind of gnawed a little bit on the side, but they got out. Freeze, they made it. Freeze jerky. Yeah. You know, Julian asked us if there was serious thought about what the sort of predictable end would be like, but he's given it some thought. He's, he's read the books. Just on a culinary, on a culinary level. I am really, you know, and I'm not going to get to the, to the butt jerky part because there are much bigger guys like you with weapons, and I would, I'll just be cleared away fairly quickly. I, I would suspect that all of us, regardless of how well prepared we are, would be just like, you know, we, we would be like bugs on the on the sticky strip things the the horrible thing about the unpredictable is that fate comes in and and the reason that fate is fate is that it's not predictable and no matter how well you prepare like there are these guys rich guys right i mean cubic dough guys that manage risk and they say well in my portfolio of risk you know even though it's a slight, small percentage that this could happen, I'm going to invest in it. So with all of their money, they bury these bomb shelters where they can survive for years underground. You don't have anything so, like that, no? No. But, w- but there are people that do sure. that. They're, the, big, the big thing right now is uh, they're taking uh, decommissioned missile silos out in the Midwest, converting them into bunkers. Yeah. But you've got to go to it. They, go, they don't bring it's yeah. their condos. But it's like five million away. dollars. We're miles away from that. So I've, yeah. I've, I've purchased two of them, so two what, condos, uh, so because I know when I'm down there in the ground, I'm going to want to walk around. How, how are you going to get like there? No, they send cars for you. Oh, they for do. Five, oh, that's for ten million dollars. I got the car service. Oh, right. It takes me out to right. Omaha, right, Nebraska, right, right. and <laughs> the planes all have me crashed. and Christy. <laughs> yeah. So and, wait, uh, so, so no, but so Christy and I. So wait, it starts going down, but the only plan we have beyond it starting to go down is simply to defend the little piece of territory we have here. There's nothing else we can do. Yeah, right. S- small defense, keep what you have, and then wait for. It's going to be one massive thing all at once, and then it will it will wane off. Just remember, after three weeks, the people that aren't providing for themselves are going to starve to death. They're going to drop, die of exposure. It takes that. It only takes three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Three days without water. Three that, weeks without food. That's going to be me. That's so going to be me. You'll be eating butt jerky. You know, I'm highly evolved, but it's all about like reading books and uh, and 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 like playing with myself. I don't have a. There's, Julian, there's not the, other kind of any you, you're self-deprecating and you don't give yourself enough credit because when you know the sandwich has to be eaten, when the doo-doo sandwich, you don't understand the capabilities that you have lurking inside of you that you've never explored that will come out to protect your children mostly and you could become the most savage of the savage 
Well, the one thing I've noticed is People will say, you remember Julian? He was such a mild-mannered guy, and now he's the new head of the cult up there that's eating butt jerky all of the time. Oh, I could do it. That's good. That's why I truly love, like, Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, because it shows how quickly the dynamic of social structure breaks down. For real? That's how how it would go down? That is very, very, very well It's pretty good. It is very, very good. And then after you figure out how to kill the zombies, it's all about how do you survive around other humans. The scariest part isn't the zombies, it's interacting with the other humans. Yeah, yeah. well, that's a problem all the time, isn't it? All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you do that because you, as a professional person in here, have to interact with all of the humans because you've got clients and all that kind of stuff. But does it kind of drive you crazy at the same time? Could you be, given a different set of circumstances, would you be a happy recluse sitting up there on the Internet? I think everybody has that degree of that. Oh, God, I don't. I need attention 24 hours a day. Oh, really? Oh, totally. I, don't know. I like my solitude. Steve's I like just Steve's nodding. sitting out in the middle of nowhere and nothing. I, I, I can't I, hear the applause. So I, like, I, I lob in calls occasionally to Julian, and he says, oh, thank goodness, you're the 10th call I've had this minute, and I was starting to feel unloved. Yeah, <laughs> I, feel, I get lonely really yeah. easily. I get, I, I'm a savior I think sometimes. I'd be waving the zombies in. <laughs> yeah, right. well, as long as you take your drugs so, off, you're fine. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Rudyard Kipling. The scary part of that whole series is that you don't have to be bitten to be infected. Everybody is already infected. Why? Yeah, you just have to die. It was a pathogen that was released into they. They don't. There's no real explanation of how it happened. Oh, so the whole being bitten by a zombie thing is just folklore. Well, you can be bitten and die, and then you turn. But if you fall off a building and fall down, you die. You turn into a zombie. Oh, because you the have the zombie bug. It was. I like to so what, show that it was dormant. Yeah, that, it was. It was a dormant thing that. That just, was a real surprise when we found out that the so we're virus all, was in, ubiquitous. In, so in we're us. all pre-zombie. We're yes. like, oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. We're, we're 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 carriers. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can it break out without? What, what makes it break out? Mother, Death. Mother Nature. Oh, so and it breaks out in some people, but not in others. Why is there Ebola breakouts? Why is there AIDS breakout? Why is there... Wait, what is a zombie? Uh, it, it's... The living dead. A living dead, yeah. They're, your conscious brain loses its ability to ration and realize anything. So we don't know we're a zombie when we're a zombie. No. It's okay for us. Right. It's oh, like that's all right. zombie party. Oh, well, it's all about me. So, so long as I don't know, the only drag would be if I kept waking up and being like, oh, no, I'm a zombie. Rudyard, no. Rudyard Kipling t- uh, told us once um, that it, it is He's a zombie. Tis but two short days to separate the civilized man from the savage. Well, that's and true. it works this way. The first day, everybody looks around for where the rules are. And when they don't see him, the second day, they're all going at each other. And uh, and speaking of going at each other, this is WIOX Roxbury Community Radio in the Catskills. Come, young anglers, wherever you are. WIOX is supported by Grand Gorge Tire, family owned and operated, and ready to serve your needs for new and used tires, including mounting, balancing, and anti corrosive lubricant. Walk in service welcomed Monday through Saturday, 8 to 5. Grand Gorge Tire, Route 23 between Grand Gorge and Stamford, 607 588 4100.
WIOX is supported by the Catskill Mountain Foundation's Mountain Cinema at the Dr. O Center for the Arts in the Village of Hunter and the Orpheum Film and Performing Arts Center in Tannersville. Now showing Ghost in the Shell, Apprentice, Beauty and the Beast, and The Salesman. Matinee and evening showtimes at 518-263-4702 or CatskillMTN.org. This is Jessica Olenich, owner at Home Goods of Margaretville. I'm an underwriter of WIOX because my customers are listening and shopping locally. Show your support by going to WIOXradio.org and donate today. Thank you, sir. Here we are, and it's just extraordinary to explore the ins and outs of uh, what could be and, and what isn't with a big bowl of cassoulet. Um, I love cassoulet. I've, I, I've <laughs> been eating it all of my life. It's made me the man I am today. And the best part of a cassoulet is there's that big bone that sticks out of the beans and just reminds us of what the post-apocalyptic world might look like. In a metaphor, but this cassoulet looks like what we were just talking about. This looks like the contents of a zombie, the exploded content, the con- yeah. contents Thank of you. a zombie. Totally, it's very high praise. <laughs> Absolutely, as I want to do it. I want to do it. It's good. It's fine. You know, when Thank we do you. the restaurant up here, maybe we should be substituting what things actually are for what they could be. Uh, and this would totally be um, recipe. Yeah, I mean, you totally put this out as zombie, you know, as like zombie entrails. Mm. Tasty zombie entrails. It's not that I would wish everybody to our table right now, but I would. Mm. Because there's that thing about... Um, Anybody need wine? Food, I'm good. Food relaxing into itself. Because mm. new food, unless it's sushi, which you've got to have it new. Otherwise, three-day-old sushi doesn't cut quite cut it. Mm. But three-day-old cassoulet, where the molecules and the enzymes and the natural process of things opening up and relaxing mm. is really what it's all about. You got the, my, the noble rot. Actually, you've molasses. You've got molasses in here. No yeah? molasses. No. You've got... No sugar. Cider vinegar? Um, wine reduced is what the sweetness. Mm. And uh, onions. Good Good Mm. call. And a lot of um, cloves, okay, and and peppers. I've got a shard here. That could have taken me down. This is like an arrow. And then you'd turn into a zombie and we'd have to kill you immediately. All right, but hang on. So where were we? We got onto zombies. Okay. Let's let's talk about something else. Well, let's go a step further than zombies. There's got yeah. to be other things. What shall it be, Julian? Well, I don't know. Raise, I mean, a, raise a topic. I know. I mean, mm. to, 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 an, an effete, um, to an effete liberal living down in the village like me, away from you guys up on you survivalists up on the hill, <laughs> I figure like zombies, like, I don't spend any time thinking about zombies, honestly. I mean, I think spend some time thinking about the zombies that we bump into every day as we move around the aisles of Price Chopper. They're called cement faces. You yeah. find them at Price Chopper. Yeah, and Delaware County's teaming with others. Walmart. But in terms of, but what you're talking about is the real deal. Yeah. So what else we got apart from zombies? We've got aliens. Else? What else have we what got? What about a- aliens? Let's what? talk about things we see in the night sky. No, Christy wait. was in the bathtub the other night, which looks out over the top of Bramley Mountain, Moon Mountain, and she saw an absolutely unaccountable light. Zip, stop, and then zip off in a direction, which defies the way that modern aircraft can go. Okay. Kevin has got a better night sky spot on his side of Bramley Mountain. Have you seen anything weird? I see it all the time. What do you see? Uh, 
one of our last rides coming back from uh, the Andy's Hotel. Uh huh. JJ and I rode over to have a dinner. Coming back through Gladstones, up on top of uh, Gladstone Hollow, and up by Bobcat. Yep, exactly, just to the left of Bobcat. I see. I, I, most people in society look down. I look up. I look for. Oh, that's always a mistake. No, it's there's very, the, there's very, the very problem. Cool. We're all looking down. Kevin's aspirational, so, unlike you. I'm looking across you the, the ski center, and there are three orbs connected by what looks like saliva. No, a structure between them. What? They, they look connected. What? Unbelievable. Now, most people say, oh, it's just Kevin, and he sees shit all the stuff, crap all the time. And That's what I said, actually, yes, nice in my head when you just head. said it to me. But I had two other adults and two other children. So there were three children and three adults right. who witnessed this. Right. The sun was just setting down. Where we were, it was dark, but all of Bobcat was still illuminated by the setting sun. And I looked at the person that was next to me, which I'll, the main name was. I go, what do you think of that? He goes, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And we watched it for a few moments. He went up the trail a little further to get his daughter's snowmobile. Come back around. We watched it for another minute or so. Back up over Gladstone Hollow. And by the time we loop back around to Lake Jillian, you can look back at Bobcat. Still there. Gone. 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 And if I was to put a size on the ship or craft or military, whatever it was, I don't know. Unidentified. I'm not saying they're aliens. Wait, but you've seen a bunch of these. Yes. Yeah, and I, around here? Yeah. Do you think we are particularly, are they focusing on us or are they just everywhere? I think they're just everywhere. Why, why, why don't I see them? Because I'm looking down. Because you're looking down. No, come on. Yes. I look up sometimes. No. Just by accident, you'd no. think I would see it. Nope. I glance upwards every now and then. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. You are, it's a thing. You are a UFO loser. I'm a total <laughs> UFO loser. I've never seen anything that even remotely. I would have I'd to love say, to. I would have to say each orb, if it was within, at that distance, I was like, there probably was, each orb was 300 yards across. All right. All right. So what are they doing here? That's big. Um, that might be a conversation for another day. No, come on. Come on. You just led into it. What are they doing here? They eat brains. I, I don't. They're the zombie apocalypse. No, no, no. In space format. If they were here, I mean, Carl Sagan quoted one time, there are as many intelligent universes as there are grains of sand on a beach. Mm. That was his synopsis of life. But they're not necessarily three-dimensional in our dimensions, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. That was where I was going to go. They might be interdimensional. Yeah. Or fifth dimension or sixth dimension. Bits of... Our whole existence could could be a sheet of paper thick. Right. We don't know that. Right, right. if you've looked at anything in the string theory, hmm. we're just a bunch of lines traveling through the cosmos of space right. and time. Right. Space and time are one and the same. Right. And once we figure out how to manipulate time and space, maybe we'll join these so people. What, so what the hell are they doing here in something that looks like a chunk of metal floating around in the sky? I don't know. That's... People, people ask, why, why haven't they come? Why haven't they stepped on the White House lawn? Why haven't they done this? Why haven't they done that? I don't think we're significant enough. Really? We I would reached, take even, issue with that. Even me? We, we, because haven't, we haven't reached the next plane of our own understanding what it is. We're just a bunch us. of turkeys? Well, how, how much do you pay attention to an anthill when you walk down a street? Or I, I don't anyway. pay any attention to it at all. Exactly. No, we are the, that insignificant to a race if I can, that technical that we're basically Your passion just is like extraordinary, but there is a good reason for them to be here. And just stay with me for a minute. These... 
people that are visiting us are super intelligent. They've got these super intelligent vehicles and they can zip through time and space in ways that we don't even understand. And they're out there in the universe bored to death. <laughs> and what, what, they, what they pick up oh. on the radio is this sort of North Carolina, Texas stuff. Like the so <laughs> what we did was we took that pig and we put it in the smoke for 48 hours at so 200 degrees until it started to fall apart. And then we, we got the tomatoes and the but corn But that's why they're here? And they're they're, tuning they're, into they like, are here for the barbecue. They're tuning into Garth Brooks and like New Country and I, they, can't, I, they can't stand it anymore? No, no. Not, they're not here for the country. They're here for the for the barbecue. And you can find these alien landings in Iowa where you see the pod marks out in the cornfield. They're picking the corn. And then there are parts missing from animals. They're picking barbecue and they're taking it back to their friends in Ke Alpha Omega nowhere. Kevin's and they're saying, wait oh, till you try Kev this Kevin's stuff. Not, Kevin, no, Kevin's not, but he doesn't believe that. He doesn't believe that at all. Bad concept. The big, other concept is this. But he, they like the rep reproductive organs. That's Do they? they no, they. The is that a one? Anal probe. Well, that's problem. where they start, but they take the reproductive organs out of both the male and female cows. How Who do you know that? Do your research. Aliens, aliens steal <laughs> cows' naughty bits. Yes. That's what they do? Wow. What, they're just a bunch of jokers? For food or fun? Maybe it's animal porn. I don't know. They're wearing them. That's disgusting. <laughs> they're wearing them. They're putting on a bit of like. But that's why they're aliens. Um, yeah. Why so are the they other... doing that? Are they stating humans' body parts, too? I think they're using bovine parts. Uh, if you go to the sites that talk about this, they're using it because they can genetically manipulate it for genetic meshing. Barbecue. Are you hybridization. Barbecue. Human-alien hybridization. Do you believe in that? You know that? Do you know that guy, David Icke? Yes. The, lizard, the guy who believes that we're Rob red. Yeah. Do you believe in that? Oh, well, if you could all see his face, why, he gave me a kind of like, maybe, maybe not. Why is it it's when good. you look at all these ancient sites, they yeah. have... They have reptile faces. Reptile faces, yeah. bird faces. <laughs> no, Steve. It, 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 is it what they were actually seeing, or is it, is it a representation of what they thought? They no, but he believes, yeah. David Icke believes also that, that people who we're seeing, like in our government, could just peel these rubber masks off, and they're, they're like, they're, they're, they're lizard people. What, what was that? What was that? What was that show in the 70s, 80s there with the aliens come down and... Uh, Men in Black? No, no, no. No, it was the TV series. And the one You guy, got me. Oh, God. But... But, but it is kind of believable because when you look around, actually, when you look at the pictures of the people who rule us, you know, if you see, you know, M Mitch McConnell sitting next to Hillary Clinton or if somebody told you, like, these guys are lizards, you'd be like... Sure. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, looks, that looks perfectly reasonable to me. But I mean, forever. these people are extraordinary. How is it that the people who rule us are so extraordinarily unattractive? What happened? I mean, it's extraordinary. Hey, what about the Prime I mean, Minister look, of Canada? He's not unattractive. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's a cute boy. It's a, the exceptions <laughs> make the rules sometimes. He is. He's a cute one. There, you um, could go on forever. There's so many different things out there. So different, many, you know. So our, I have a question. Wait a yeah, second. Go ahead. This is This is for Kevin, who knows more than most about all of this stuff. And has studied it and has, has been chosen to witness it, which means that he's got a special relationship with the aliens. The, okay, so the 300-yard pod mm -hmm. comes up on top of your house. The door opens up and the, and the ladder comes down, mm -hmm. and it dangles right in front of your porch. And it is that invitation to, come on, Kevin, climb up the ladder. Are you going to climb up the ladder or are you going to say, 
I don't think so. I'm going to be a human. I'd climb the ladder. I'm You're totally climb- going to climb the ladder. You would climb the ladder. What else are you going to do? And leave everything that's familiar? No. You don't know that. You've well, got to course. climb the ladder. You, you both would climb the ladder. Look, if they came down and they were horrible, they looked like something off a, a sci-fi show, and they were horrible, they were like, we're going to kill you or whatever. Well, but if they gently dangled... horrible looking. No, if they gently dangled a ladder, who Wait, wouldn't want to go up the ladder? You think they're going to look like butt jerky? Hey, I've lived no in... No way. I've lived in Delaware County now for 18 years. I'm going up the ladder. Are you familiar with uh, Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke? I know Arthur C. Clarke, but not... Uh, not, not that. read the book? No. It's a fantastic story uh, that he wrote. and He was huge in the sci-fi, mm. robot, the whole series. Mm-hmm. Childhood's End uh, was a story about a spaceship comes to Earth, and he presents an overlord, come talk to all the nations, tells all the nations, we're going to cure your disease. We're going to end your war. We are going to stop all the hurt and suffering on your planet. But I am not going to reveal myself for eight years. Okay. Wait, who does he tell? The people. He sends an overlord to tell people. He sends an emissary to all the nations. But he's not going to reveal himself. He's not but going to he, reveal himself. But he just did reveal it. He, he didn't show himself. Oh, it's a he, voice. Oh, you actually want to see what he looks yeah. like. Okay. So everybody wants to see what he looks like. Right, right, right. So his envoy, he goes in all these nations and they cure disease. Mm. War ends. Food production around the world is wonderful. The eight years pass, and he decides to reveal himself. Children are allowed to view him. Children are brought up to the spaceship as emissaries back and forth. Nobody talks about what he looks like. This guy keeps trying to sneak a peek. He can't see him. He can't see him. But then he goes to reveal himself. What a pervert. He lands a ship in a stadium. All the dignitaries of the world come and wait for this wonderful occasion. He comes down the ramp bright light shading what he looks like and the first thing that you see as he's coming down the stairs are cloven feet cloven feet cloven feet yeah so so he's like he's like a lucifery type luciferian yes he comes down the next thing you see is a swishy red tail nice and the smell of sulfur that's a good look wings well, what do we care, though? It's, he is the quintessential devil. But what do yeah. we care? Look at all the, the good the stuff he did. It's the Antichrist in a spaceship. But we it's don't care what he looks story. like. But his words that he said to the humans, yeah. you were deceived by a religion. Okay. okay. He had come by, before uh, and was cast out by a religion. He came to save us once before, but was cast out. So the second coming. That's quite a conspiracy The second coming theory. is Lucifer. He was kicked out once, and he's coming back. Or someone who we've characterized as Lucifer. the devil. Yeah, exactly. It's an interpretation that the Bible told us. Do you have any religion? I'm religious. I'm Catholic, but I don't. But but only only historically, like by accident. Yeah, Uh, I'm more spiritual. I like the sunset. I like nature. I like trees. Right, because there must be a lot of clashes with the stuff that you're thinking in terms of that and religion. My biggest thing is okay. the, The Christian Bible is. Relatively just a little over 2,000 years old. Sure. What happened before then? Yeah. We were a godless world? No, of course we weren't. The Hindus and the Japanese and, and the Iraqis? No, we weren't godless. All the religions didn't count? No, we've been making up gods for years yes. and years and years. We've exactly. been we, we've made them out it's of just, bits of sand. We're always the making them up. one on the corner. And if this one went, we'd make them another one in 15 minutes. Exactly. Which is why I'm sticking around, because I want to be the next one. That was my whole cult conversation from last week. And you said to the world that I would be your minister of propaganda. I know. And a week's gone by and nothing happened. A, a whole week has gone by. 
<laughs> I call you up every that. minute because you need your audience. Not a single, not a single worshiper at my door all week. Nobody. The guy from Kiff came, but he wasn't. There was no worshiping going on at all. No. Is that Ian? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wanted a little. I made worship available, but he just moved straight on by. All right. Well, since we've kind of hopped into this habit, rabbit hole. Yes. More, 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 more. What's he got in his pocket? He's reaching in his pocket, everybody. It's a weapon. That's on the other side. <laughs> Is it really? He's brought oh, out. Oh, he's, he's, he's not looking. It's very impolite at dinner to bring out a piece of paper. I think he's going to make a speech. Even now. even more impolite to bring out a weapon. Maybe you're going to say grace. No, no, no. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Come on. We've only got 15 minutes. We're going to nail this. this is yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's go. Good. Okay. So we were talking about religion. We yeah. were talking about space. We were talking about aliens. Yeah. The Have Holy Trinity. Have you checked out TED Talks? Have you ever? Yeah, yeah occasionally. occasionally. Yeah, about, about like Yeah, these lettuce. are very thoughtful people. Yeah, yeah but it's always about like crunchy cool, vegetables or whatever. Some pretty cool people. Well, this woman here, Tabitha Bayaja. Easy uh, young, for you to say. Yeah, she's a young, young woman, astrophysicist. And in 2009, she ran the uh, Planet Hunters mission using the Kepler tef- telescope. Yeah. And they were out there looking out in space at a region in the Milky Way. And what they do is they look for the light diminishment of a planet passing in front of a star. Yeah. And that's how they find solar systems. Right, right, right. And they can determine how far the distance. And what they're looking for is a Goldilocks planet. We are in a Goldilocks planet because we're perfect distance from the sun, not too hot, not too cold. They found one, didn't they, recently? Oh, they found hundreds of them right, right, with, right. The, with this program. Right. So the very cool thing is she... Uh, did this paper on this, and uh, the paper, when she finished it, was called Where's the Flux? W-F, W-T-F. You can figure out what Yeah, very good. Okay? Oh, she's a goon. She's she, a comedian. She's very, very, she's doing very, very cool. W-T-F. So uh, they found this star, and it's called KIC 84628852. And when they first visualized it, it had a light diminishment of 15%. Now, to put it in perspective, Jupiter, when it passes in front of our sun, there's only a 5% light diminish- diminishment. So it makes it big. It's very big. Right. Three years later... And maybe close. Yeah. I, I can't remember. She, she never said how many light years away it was, but it's relatively close. Well, close for, to its sun. Yeah, very close to its sun. So uh, that was pretty interesting because whatever this is was very large. So three years passed, 2012, it comes back around a second time. Now the light diminishment, or they call it transit, uh, is up to 20%. Mm. Well, that's very odd because it shouldn't be getting dimmer. It should be getting brighter. Yeah. For the most yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years pass again. We're looking at 2015. They have a light diminishment or transit of 30%. It's getting closer to its sun? Or what's no. going on? Further she away. Further it's away. coming towards us. No, it's not moving. It's, it's, uh, it's not moving at all. It's stationary where it's it is. It's a spacecraft. Close. So she goes and talks to all the brightest minds that she knows. And one of her f- friends who's been in astrophysics for 50 years. That actually, would be you? No, it was her teacher. Had was just writing a paper on that for 50 years of searching the heavens, he has found no evidence of intelligent life outside of our solar system. Yeah. She handed him her flux paper where's the flux paper he read it and took his report and threw it up in the air and he goes now i got to rewrite my report because this is evidence it's an anomaly this does not happen in our solar system 
or space as a whole. There must be loads of anomalies, though. This is crazy. This is where it gets real crazy. <laughs> so, I'm every, so excited. Everybody gets you got to talk fast. you got to talk fast. Everybody gets excited, and they wind up doing a conference. They say, oh, it's a meteor shower that's blocking the sun. It's this, it's that. It's two planetary bodies colliding. It's just that. No. So they get about eight of these very, very smart people in the room, and somebody pipes up and says, well, you're not going to like what I have to say, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's going to somebody's building a Dyson sphere out there. A what? A that's Dyson. a big vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <A> Dyson. <laughs> I like that. I love my Dyson it, sphere. It Why play with black holes when, when you, you can, can just suck it out with a Dyson <laughs> sphere? A Dyson sphere is when a highly advanced technology builds a superstructure around a star to capture its energy. Bingo, man. Oh, it's like a I'm big so into that. It's basically the Death Star on steroids. It's the, the Stairway Death to Heaven. Star Wars. Stairway yes. to Heaven. Yeah. Is that Star Wars? So, yeah, Star Wars. Right. Oh, yeah. right. So they build a superstructure to capture the coming, energy of a star. Coming, yeah. And then they they're coming from the my cassoulet. Of the Dyson Sphere. She's trying to reallocate this. She's saying that that's what's being done here? Her and her colleagues saying that if they can recast the Kepler next year and it's a 60% diminishment somebody out there is building a structure around the star okay but here's my problem with that my my problem with that is surely wouldn't it be massively coincidental that the thing that this incredibly advanced civilization is doing is some kind of version of something from like some crummy George Lucas movie that we put together. I mean, isn't that a bit of a coincidence? It's, it's very crazy. But wouldn't they be able to do something way cleverer than we've ever imagined? We've yeah. already imagined that, and we put it this in makes, a dumb movie. Listen, Julian, Kevin, it makes perfect sense to me. This is the correlation. At Burnett Farms, we're building up our Berkshire pig population. They we, love we barbecue. Want more. We want more. They're building up. They're building up the Death Star to come down and, and take my pigs. For barbecue. That's what it is. The whole thing. Steve's being silly. Steve's being silly. We were having a serious conversation over here, and now uh, Steve's intervened with something to do with his pigs. Next, 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 next. They figured the size of this <laughs> is a hundred times, a hundred million times greater than our distance from the Earth to the Moon. Hundred million times bigger than the distance between. This is the size million. of the big blob that we're looking at. Yes. So structure. Two point five billion uh, miles. Miles wide, wide. thick. Yes. That's man. That's, that's some a girth. large. That's some serious girth. Yep. They need a lot of barbecue. Give me a break. <laughs> I think my theory is perfect. They're going to come down and they're. they're so what are they doing? What are they doing? This giant Earth? blob. Well, they're trapping the energy of their star, and they're living. Their planet is probably wasted its resources. They're living on the inside of it. They're going to live on the inside of it. Is that what we're going to do? No, Stephen Hawking says we got to get. Uh, we we got to get off. Isn't that what he says? It's so hard until we until we can do. But he says that's the only way that the human race can continue. Are we going to make it? We, we have to go a long ways to get warp drive or... or Do you think we're going to make it? I, I think a, a variation of us will make it. Because we are at the cusp of something big right now, yeah? Yeah. We've been, we've been a species for over a million, a couple million years now. Yeah, but we could, different... we could render ourselves completely extinct. Oh, easily. I mean, that's possible. Easily. But you don't think that'll happen. You think there'll be some sliver of us that carries on. You only need a small population to survive. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, that's kind of intense. We definitely do look like we're on the edge. Of, we, we look like our brains have got so big at this point that we're in complete self-destruct mode. Yeah? We are moving so quickly now. Just like just World War Two to where we are now. Right. How quickly yeah, we're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intense. Think how quickly we're going to move in another 50 years. I know, because years. now we're in, what, what do you call that, that mathematical condition where it, where it 
whatever it's called. Moore's law. Yeah, whatever it is, where it gets tighter and tighter and tighter, or bigger and bigger and bigger. The the bigger the thing you have, the bigger. That's the, the way the thing. physicists talk. Yeah, just yeah, the way yeah. You did just that. exactly like, like I did. I could do a TED talk, can I? Cascade effect. Right, right, right. So we're right there. Right, we're, we're right there. We're like charging along. We're yeah. in like a chariot. Out it's of like, control. Aren't we Thelma and Louise? We're about to like just right over, be, right over into thin, so thin air. Gentlemen, gentlemen, this is this is a very uh, intelligent conversation, but I want to bring it back to something that I can understand. Okay, and okay. The question on the table is: Is this the best of times or the worst of times? Well, hang on. Just before we answer that, because that's a, that's the thing. Out, Kevin, you got to come back. Anytime. You've got to come back because we just started. We, we have scratched we into a door. Totally. We've cracked a door open, and behind that are some big mysteries. Yeah, and we did a little bit about Cassolet or whatever, and now we've chewed up all this stuff. And, I, and we're going to keep doing this afterwards, but we shouldn't do it afterwards. We should be silent and start up again with episode two. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, mm. what was that? Best of times or worst of times? Would you say, given the rate of uh, change in our world and how quickly from World War II to date we as a people have changed with our technologies and, and going forward, how quickly it's going to change with artificial intelligence, new materials, and dreams that are almost impossible that we're getting close to because we know if you have written science fiction, it's going to become real soon. Are these the best of times or the worst of times in terms of us losing our humanity? As our perspective now, it's probably in our eyes, it's the best of times. I think it's the exact same of times. Exactly. I think it's always been like this. We just have a different set of criteria that we're all freaking out about. Exactly. Because they freaked about other, out about other things. Because our humanity is a measure of our creativity. We're the same old humans we've always been. Just on another level. So do you think it's always going to be about chasing... Uh, for sex? I mean, because no. all wars well, yeah. and all advancement have been about motivated for no, the issue, like, procreating and of chasing something Of course, the, the, the themes are exactly the, as the same as they were for the Iliad or for anything else. The themes are always the same. No, the, the I, problem I is, so disagree with no. you. 20% of people now prefer um, anonymous uh, digital sex than real sex. But that's a detail. That's a detail. That's just a detail. People were freaking out about that in Greek times. About uh, They're like, why are people playing with the pebbles instead of going in the rushes or whatever they were doing? The mm -hmm. issue is, surely, we're that changing. the toys we're now playing with have a kind of power that they didn't have in other times. So we have the capacity to destroy ourselves. There is that, which is what is afoot, which is we are beguiled by our toys and the, and and they will cor I believe it they will corrupt us to the point where we lose ourselves. Wait, I don't was, think it's the that? best of times I yeah, think it's the worst points. of times. Yeah. In 13 years through automation and technology and robotics 2 billion people of the human population will be obsolete. 2 billion. Yeah, what we're going to do so, with them. So a third of our population will be obsolete. You want to know another scary part? You just butt jerky. Just, ju jerky. A but, lot of butt jerky. Butt, butt jerky. You touched on it. Our toys, our technology. You know what's very scary coming up? Uh, VR glasses. We're going to have a whole generation of kids going, I don't want to go out and play today. I'm going to just sit in my couch in VR all day. Yeah. I see that happening. Yeah. Right yeah. 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 Julian does du that. Dusty's out. My 11-year-old's my, my yeah, out yeah. there yeah. coming pretty close to VRing out and sitting out there. I've got to go and give her a little reality. Yep. She needs a little reality because this virtual stuff is scary. Go on. We will be in the Matrix. We're going to be in the Matrix. Did I tell you that joke, though, one time? He's, he's staring at the sky. <laughs> I think it's the rapture is going on over here. I don't know what happened. We were talking is God coming down? And my one guy said, yeah, somebody said that we're all living in the Matrix. That's why everything tastes like chicken. And I looked over at my buddy Jimmy. I said, yeah, Jimmy, except for your wife, she tastes a little fishy. Oh! <laughs> oh!
in came the music. Kill the 